When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book app. Again, code word PHNX. All right. I'm back in the A. Well, I got the A behind me right now. Jason Shearer has the A over his right shoulder. That's how we do things right there. Hello, boss. How's it going? All right. Now, let's get down to the first thing that people want to talk about, and that is the jerseys. Kenny Abbey had to flake at the last second, but it's okay. By the way, we got comments coming in hot and heavy already. Everybody's back in the A, back the A, back the A, everybody back the A. That's what we like to hear <laughs> around here. Um, all right, cheer. The uniforms come out, and you know what's weird about it? I'm totally in on them. I'm I have no problem with them. I don't understand why they just don't go with like the the vintage 90s, whatever, but some people are really up in arms and they're upset about this. I don't get it. Uh yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, <laughs> like they're not it's not as if they're ugly like there might be one or two things you don't like but not everyone's going to be happy but you know it's it's not the gradients which was well, the number one thing on everybody's list they look fine well and, and isn't that the thing and isn't that the thing too that like at this stage in the game aren't we this is a massive improvement people one step at a time baby steps so again i'm in on them i like i like them i think they look good yeah, I do too. And there's going to be other uniforms that drop that you didn't see everything yesterday. But oh, Jason Shear with the ultimate insider tease right there. Yeah, multiple We're, uniforms, I think. Well, I was going to say, could they? Is there a website that they could maybe find out information about this? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com. All right, opinion. you got any deals going on? Uh, no, we don't. But we will uh, when basketball season starts. We will. 
All right, we're going to start with basketball, and then we're going to get to football because we're already on the topic. Red blue game is here to a red blue game is here tomorrow. Basketball kind of caught up on me or snuck up on me a little bit this year, which I think is the ultimate indication that the football team doesn't suck anymore. Yeah, usually it's the football team sucks, and you're literally counting down the minutes to red and blue. And then, like you said, like last week, I'm like, oh, red and blue is just a week away. What's your all right? I think going into the year, everybody knows about Azulis Tabellis. He needs to be the best player on the team. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I'm kind of warming it again. Get used to reading my tweets, my bad Pella throughout the year, because again, I thought Pella stunk and he, Pella doesn't stink. But I am kind of warming up to the idea of Courtney Ramey possibly being Arizona's second best player. And I'm not saying that, and that's not a bad thing either. Are you, am I, what do you think? No, I agree. I, I think, in, and it goes back to what I said when he committed to Arizona, this is the first time that Ramey's going to play in a legitimate offensive system. Like he hasn't played in a free-flowing offensive system that's going to play to his strengths. We know he's awesome defensively. He's going right. to be one of the best defenders in the country, in the conference, easily. But I think offensively, his skill set is going to surprise people. Well, right, and I think he fits in perfectly, to be honest with you, next to uh, next to Kerr. By the way, you like my Tahoe hat from when I was in Lake Tahoe? Oh, you. You're big no. time. Very cool. No, I'm a big big deal. But um, I think, you know, Kerr Creasa, to me, will never be a next-level defender. Um, oh, wow, look at uh, Brandon. Uh, I like this. Brandon uh, uh, Fat coming in here. Adama Ball will end the year as Arizona's best player. I'll tell you this. If Adama <laughs> Ball ends the year as Arizona's best player, then Arizona is going a long way in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Arizona's probably won the national championship. If a dumb ball goes from, and that's no disrespect to ball, but I mean, there's some really good players in Arizona. Yeah, for sure. All right, so but I like it though. We'll put it on there. Oh, and uh, Umar Ballo, we need to get our. We'll get to all these in a second. Sorry, I'm all over the place. But I do think that Courtney Ramey does fit in well next to Kirk Creasa because what we know about Kirk Creasa, I think, is this: is that he's a timely. He's a timely shooter. He's got to pick up the uh he's he's got to pick up his percentages. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I don't think he's ever going to be an above average defender. That's where Courtney Ramey hops in here and I think Courtney Ramey can be that guy that when you're going against a Washington back in the day with a Terrell Brown or whatever, that's who Courtney Ramey's guarding and you put Kerr on the other guy. Yeah, I mean you basically when you're playing a, another team, you say okay, which of the the point guard and the shooting guard is a better offensive player. And that's the one that Courtney Ramey, you know, guards. And, and, you know, Texas fans were upset to see him leave because of his defense ability. He's, he's that good defensively. And, and he's also a calming presence. I mean, he's, he's an older guy. And so mm -hmm. sometimes I, you know, I, I love Kirk Reese's heart, his attitude, but sometimes it gets carried away a little bit. Right. I think that Courtney Ramey is going to be that guy to kind of settle things down as a veteran presence in the backcourt. Okay, now, Umar, a, a, a couple of people asked about the rotation right here, Fernando Parra. Here's kind of where I, I look at it and tell me, because you're smarter than me, but tell me if I'm wrong. I think the starting lineup, to be honest with you, I would be fairly surprised if it's not Creasa, excuse me, uh, Creasa, uh, Courtney Ramey, Pella Larson, Ajulis Tabellis, and um, uh, Umar Ballo, your guy who we're going to get to in a minute. And then I think off the bench, you're looking at, obviously, Cedric Henderson's going to play. Um, Henry Visar is going to play. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I, what's that? Adama Ball for sure. And I think. And I think. Oh, look at that right there. And I, and I think a guy like I think a guy like Philly B is going to be the. Uh, we're dog friendly on this show. You can tell him to keep barking. Uh, but I. But I think. 
But then there's a guy like a Philly B who I think is a wild card as well in there. Yeah, I, I would say the the eight are pretty sturdy. It's pretty set the, that you said, and then you know we'll see how good um, the other guys are. You know, but like Philip, you know how how good is he going to be? But I, I think the eight is is pretty set. And if one of the guys kind of moves up, like a Philly B or a Dylan Anderson or someone like that, it's probably a good thing to be honest right. with you. Um, but because you know Cedric Henderson is probably better than people think. Um, Adama Ball, we've already mentioned, and you know Visar, uh, those top eight guys. That's it's pretty solid. Now let me ask you this, because I'm of the opinion I don't believe that this year's team. And again, I would love to be wrong on it. Feel free to shoot all the arrows and shear not me for what I'm about to say. Uh-oh. I don't believe that this year's team. I believe next year's team is, but I don't believe that this year's team is likely a national title contender because I just don't know that there's enough oomph there because again you lost ben matherin you lost dalen terry uh dallin terry to some um uh, christian coloco and unless you're like a kentucky or a duke you know just that you don't you don't replace guys like that you don't just replace like that guys like that in just one year well i mean and let's think about it just in the the broad perspective arizona has to replace christian coloco who may have been the best defender in the entire country Right. They gotta replace Ben, who was, you know, top five player in the country. Right. And then they gotta replace Dalen, who was their best defender and do it all type of guy. You don't just do that and not miss a beat. If they do, Tommy Lloyd's the coach of the year again. And and you know, it, they they're in great shape. But you assume they're gonna take a step back, and it's not a major step. We're talking, you know, four losses during the regular season versus, you know, whatever it may be. It's not like they're gonna be a bad program. They're still gonna be a top four C type of deal, but it's natural to expect this team to, to take a little bit of a step back. All right. Umar Ballo, your new bestie on Twitter, uh, came to uh, your defense when you were talking about the Gonzaga, Arizona uniform. Explain the genesis of where Umar Ballo was backing the sheer. Yeah. Uh, I said that basically Arizona fans were saying, some of them were saying that Arizona basically copied Gonzaga, where it was Arizona that had those colors before Gonzaga. And Umar made sure that I had his, his approval and making sure that people knew that because Umar's seen the Gonzaga in the Arizona. Umar likes the jerseys. I like the jerseys. Umar has lived it. Umar knows on top of that. We're big fans of Umar Ballo on this show. By the way, Sheer, another thing we're fans of, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, here's the deal. New customers can bet just $5 right here on any NFL team to win to get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? I got a story about this in a second about uh, involving Miss Shelby Shear. Now, to make things even easier, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays uh, all season long. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. What's the code word? PHNX. PHNX. And... Uh, again, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And again, Four Peaks, uh, let's see, Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX. Uh, come check it out. Again, they got watch parties up there uh, uh, for all the ASU pregames. Now, again, we're not ASU fans here, but if you want to go root against ASU, that's a good place to go up there and cause some trouble. Four Peaks is absolutely fantastic. Uh, enjoy responsibly and check the uh, notes in the description as well. Okay. Now, recruiting wise, Arizona is 
fair to say that uh, Tommy Lloyd, I think, was worried at first about recruiting a bunch of guys from the same high school, maybe at Gilbert Perry. I don't think that he's worried about that anymore, Jason. No, not at all. The The full staff was at that school yesterday visiting Coa Pete and Cody Williams, uh, two very clear priorities, different classes, but it, it's safe to say those guys will be at, at the top of the list for Arizona. All right, Cody Williams right now I think is um... – he is an absolute priority in tw- uh, on 2023. You and I were actually there watching him when Tommy Lloyd decided to offer him. I said that I would offer him two years ago. Shear said he needed to be, uh, see more. Tommy Lloyd said, you know what? I'm back in Mike Luke. I'm back in the A. We're going with Cody Williams right here. Um, but joking aside, he's really kind of taken off. And I believe 247 now has him as a top 30 player, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I can see him moving up again in the in the newest rankings. But he's a guy where, you know, he's almost similar to Dylan in, in that he can do a little bit of everything. You know, I, I we didn't see him, like in Phoenix, we didn't see him go out and, and dominate any game. But then it was one of those situations where you looked at it and he did a little bit of, of everything. And the key with him is he's somewhat similar to his brother and that what you see freshman season isn't going to be the Cody Williams you see as like a junior. But right. he's still going to be you know, a, a solid freshman, but like three years down the road, you're talking about one of the best players in the country if everything goes right. And I think what's also exciting about him and why you offer him is first, first of all, like you said, he's got great blood. He's got great bloodlines. Obviously, his brother was a first round pick. He's a good kid. There's not a, you know, it's a low maintenance camp for lack of a better term. He's an easy, he's an easy offer, in my opinion. Now, Koa Pete, um, I would imagine you guys, when your rankings come out, are going to have him very, very high up the list. Yeah, we came out with him this afternoon, actually, and he's we have him at third in the country. So right. uh, he's really good, um, and and he's a guy where, you know, I, I actually thought Arizona had already offered him under this staff. Uh, maybe it was a communication or whatever, but uh, it, it's, it's a very easy offer. Right. So you could theoretically have three guys from Gilbert Perry on the same team with our guy Dylan Anderson in there. By the way, let's talk Dylan Anderson for a second. <laughs> I th- the early reports, I think, are, are promising. Again, I don't think he's going to be a contributor this year, but I do think that Arizona's glad that they offered him. I think they're glad that he's on campus. I will say the the one thing, you know, he had that interview a couple weeks ago, whatever it was, he has absolutely gained weight and strength. I mean, you right. could see it. And I was encouraged by what he said in the interviews because he said that he's learned he's a post player and he needs to be more physical and stronger. And that's something that was my complaint about him in high school was that he was playing like he was a three-man, and he's not a three-man. Correct. And a lot of times, guys don't want to accept the reality of what they are. So I think it's a super positive sign that Tommy Lloyd has already got them to Dylan Anderson and been like, look, you're a four or five man, and if you play it the right way, you're going to be a really good four or five man. All right, now let's switch over to football. Arizona, I think – and again, I uh, I think Arizona fans need to keep a few things in perspective here. Like, I'm getting people now that are saying, oh, well, we're no better than we were last year. Stop. You can make the case about the defense being no better. Fine. We get, can make that case. But this team this year would absolutely smash last year's team. Um, th- there would be what, – what would that be, a minus 21 spread? Uh, yeah. It, it, offense can win games in college football. Like, right. If you have – like. Arizona had a bad defense last year, but the offense was never going to keep them in games. Right. You can have a bad defense, but if you have a good offense, you're going to win games 41 to 34 in college football. And Arizona's defense isn't very good, 
but it was good enough against San Diego State. In reality, it's it, it's the offense, right? So if the offense goes out and does its job, and you can't tell me for a second that last year's offense is anywhere near this year's offense. And because of that, this year's team is better than last year's. One thing uh, that Jed Fish is really, I uh, think that he's done a really good job of, and we're going to talk about in a second, but also, do you like pizza, Jason Shear? I love pizza, Mike. All right. Now, here's the deal. Mountain Mike's Pizza, not named after me, but Mountain Mike's Pizza. What's up, peeps? The good peeps at Mountain Mike's Pizza are opening up a new location on Oracle and Wetmore. More info to come, but we're excited to welcome them to PHNX. And on top of that, Tap and Bottle, that's the place you go for every away, away game watch party. Um, unlike some others, we actually have people that show up there and it's actually, it's a really good time. Scott and Rebecca are absolutely fantastic Four peaks, uh, specials on, uh, uh, there again, come join a bunch of U of a fans and watch them back the a at, uh, uh, tap and bottle downtown. Okay. Um, one thing that Jed fish has really done and I'm not, uh, and I don't know that we should be surprised by that, but he really figured out the portal. I mean, at least offensively, you look at Jaden Delora was a clear hit. Um, uh, Jacob Cowling, clear hit. Tanner McLaughlin or Tanner McGronklin is our guy. Quinn Magnuson calls him. Like clear that. hit. Uh, DJ Williams, the same way. That's four guys on offense who have been major contributors. And the portal, again, is kind of hit or miss. There's a reason a lot of times people are in the portal. But at least offensively, Jed Fish gets that part. Yeah, I mean, he nailed the portal offensively. The only complaint would probably be the offensive line. They missed a couple guys there. But, I mean, look, you, you pick up Jacob Cowing. He's one of the best receivers in the country. Right. Yeah, him in the portal is ridiculous. Tanner McLaughlin, it was a walk-on at first, and you got him from right. Southern Utah. I mean, they, they've they absolutely nailed the portal on the offensive side of the ball. And, and I, I would say with Jed, if you want to question certain coaching stuff with him, that's fine. His knowledge on offense in terms of personnel and, and all that, is is fantastic all right offensively i put this out on twitter and i think you agree with me as well people need to start paying attention to big jonas sabanea because he he is rare air in this uh uh you know what it reminds me a little bit and granted it's not the he's not the player that i'm about to say but it's a little bit like when gronk hit campus where it's just like uh what is this dude doing here like, you know, Jonas Savanea looks like the guy that Alabama brings in as a freshman, that Georgia brings in as a freshman. Well, we always talk about, like, and there's a difference with this coaching staff and the last coaching staff, and even Rich Rod, is that you want players that look different, right? So, like, when – remember, like, when USC used to come to town, we'd, we'd go down the field and we're like, yeah. this is like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> yes, this is ridiculous, right? Like, this is dumb. And, and there's still, you know, Mississippi State was bigger than Arizona, but it's more comparable – um, but Jonah's one of these guys where you're like, okay, this is what they look like. Like, if right. you want to know what a, a future NFL guy looks like, you look at Jonah Savanay and you go, okay, this is different. And that's no disrespect to the other offensive linemen, but he is starting as a true freshman and playing well. There's other offensive linemen that are starting as a freshman. Colorado has one, Van Wells, but he hasn't been very good. Jonah is legitimately good as a freshman offensive lineman which is super hard to do let me ask you this because you're you uh you and uh greg biggins and huffman do really good work as far as you know the west coast recruiting uh for 247 and jonah was a difficult eval because again he was from hawaii they were dealt with covid in hindsight is he a and i can't believe i'm about to say this but 
would he have been around a five-star prospect in hindsight? There was discussion. I mean, there there was discussion. He was he was pretty uh, close to it. That the problem is, like you said, the high school season was so different that it makes it difficult. But he went to the camps. He went to the Polynesian Bowl. He dominated. We moved him up quite a bit. Um, you know, had he had a full high school season and probably in the states, uh, I I think there would have been legitimate discussion if he was a five star guy. But you know what? We'll take it though because he ended up at the University of Arizona. How would you grade out the offensive line so far this year? Before we get to the defense, better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. I, I think you know. I think they they played well against Cal. Yeah, um, their blitz pickups have been pretty good. The depth is a little scary still. Uh, you know, Josh Baker was shaky with snaps early, but when you look at it, it's it's hard to complain. It wasn't good last year, and I, and I think what we're finding out is. The coaching staff was pretty accurate. They felt that the offensive line struggled last year due in large part because the quarterbacks just weren't reading everything and moving around and all that. And Jaden Delora has gone a long way in making this offensive line look better. It it needs to get better. It needs to continue to improve. But I don't think it's been a weakness of the team at all. All right, let's talk now about the defensive side. Now, the one thing that Arizona was able to do early on was, what are you drinking there, Sheer? Straight vodka. All right, I don't blame you at all. Um, uh, but yeah, right. Um, but defensively, though, is there a way to rectify what's happening? Michael Lev had a good article the other uh, the other day where he was talking about how if you do go back and look at it, just some of the angles that these guys were taking were just absolutely terrible. Um, but how much of this is personnel, and how much of this is just not following your assignments and being out of place? It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, it, it's a situation where, like, you look at Jerry Roberts, and he's he played relatively well this season. But if you go back and watch that Cal game, he was awful. Right. And I love Jerry Roberts. I think he's a solid linebacker. But he was just taking wrong angles left and right. Right. Um, I, I Now, I don't think that's personnel. I think he had a really bad game. The other linebacker spot is probably a little bit more personnel. You're playing Colby Cage and Jacob Manu, who don't have a lot of experience. There's going to be growing pains. And so – it's probably a mixture of both. I think they're in a position where they could get better this season, but are they all of a sudden going to go from what they are now to like a dominant run stopping team? No, I, I think that's probably going to take another recruiting class or so. The one guy though, that has been, I think what everybody was hoping and uh, has been on the defensive line has been Hunter Eccles. Now, again, he didn't have a sack last game, couple QB hits though. He has been, he's been the best player on this defense all season. Yeah, I like him quite a bit. He's struggling and run a little bit, but in terms of pure pass rushing, he's clearly the guy right mm-hmm. now on, on, on this roster. And um, he's had a few that he's come close. And, uh, you know, I think since San Diego State, he had one where it was close, but it, it wound up not being a sack. And he's been right there. But he's the guy where, you know, coming out of high school, you saw his potential. He never reached it at USC. But this was the guy that he was supposed to be at USC. And uh, I think the coaching staff is really happy with what they've gotten from him. Are you a little surprised that there hasn't been more movement from a personnel perspective? And I guess what I mean by that is why more guys haven't been like, you know, there hasn't really, we haven't really seen much of a Sterling lane after the first week. We haven't really seen, um, you know, just some of the players there, especially when guys are struggling. Are you surprised that people haven't been rotated in and out more? Yeah. I think that's one of the more disappointing things so far with the defense. I mean, Johnny Nansen, you know, in fall camp said that he wanted to use nine defensive linemen and four to six linebackers, and they're nowhere near that. Right. And, you know, it, it's a question of, is it just the coaches not trusting them? Are they not good enough? And and we don't know that. They have a better understanding of that. I, I think we're going to have a better view this weekend because I think Colorado is one of those games where you say, okay, 
let's get Russell Davis during lane. Let's, let's give him a little bit more snaps than usual. But, um, you know, it, against Cal, if you watch them, they were slow. And you got to wonder right. if they're worn out because I, I think right now a good chunk of the defense is playing way too many snaps. Now, what, what about the freshman DBs then? Is this just something where maybe there was just unrealistic to expect, you know, guys like Takario Davis and Ephesians Price Hawk to be real contributors in their first year and maybe their arrival date is the second year? What do you what do you think about those guys? Yeah, the issue is who are they playing over? Like Christian Roland Wallace isn't leaving the field. So then you right. have the other spot and they like Stukes and Rutherford. Basically, at this point, they're splitting. Right. Um, and, and, you know, Rutherford – Hasn't been great, but statistically, with like the PFF and all that, he hasn't been terrible either. Right. Uh, you know, me and you are aren't big fans of his, but true. You know, it, it's a situation where like you're throwing a freshman corner against Mississippi State, you're not going to do it. North right. Dakota State, they're not strong enough. Um, could they have played against Cal? Probably. Could they play this weekend? Probably. Now, again, I, I'd like to see them get snaps this weekend and see what they have. But at the end of the day, it's not a position where you need a lot of depth because you're probably only playing two or three guys anyway. All right. Before before we sign off here, though, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about the little. I think the I think the conference is getting a little bit overrated here in certain ways, but uh, we'll get to that. But I also want to tell you about Game Time. Here's the deal: Game Time is the hottest new ticket uh, ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets, sports, concerts, and shows. We had a guy in the post game show a couple weeks ago call it or uh, call in. Um, uh, say that he got it off game, got in there off game time, save up to 60% at times when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Game time. All right. One thing that I don't get, and we talked with Lamont Lovett about this yesterday, and uh, I know that he's on board with this. I don't, I hate the argument that some Arizona fans will throw out there. We'll say, well, after Colorado, there's only one more winnable game, and that's ASU. Stop. Arizona's not going to beat Utah. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that they are. That's that's just a terrible matchup. But there are absolutely games that they can win. Why can't Arizona beat UCLA? Why can't Arizona beat Washington State? Why can't – I mean, those are the kind of games that you look at and you're like, why? And again, I, I think that the average – not the average fan, but I, I don't get that philosophy, though, that, well, they can't win any of the next eight. When did UCLA become unbeatable? Yeah, college football is different. It goes back to what I said before. Like, you can win games with offense. Your defense can suck, and you could probably still win some games. Uh, you know, like, there's a conversation on the message board. Like, someone said Arizona can't beat UCLA. Why not? UCLA needed a field goal to beat South Alabama. Right. Their out-of-conference schedule is one of the worst, if not the worst, in the country. They play Washington. Let's find out how they do against Washington on Friday night. But – uh, the conference is getting overrated. Like it, it's not like there's some murderers row. Are they going to beat Utah? No. Are they going to beat USC? Probably not. Oregon hasn't looked good. They haven't beaten anyone. I mean, they beat Wazoo. They got lucky. And so to me, it's like, people need to chill out. There's always one game where Arizona wins where they're, they're not supposed to. Ron, I'm going to hop in here a little bit. I'm going to defend my guy, KB Thiel, right here. First of all, no, he shouldn't be an ass youth or a, a, he should be an a U of A fan. Kobe's just, Kobe's being realistic here because people need to remember here, again, what Fish inherited. And I've been saying this from day one. I know you have on your boards, too. This was the worst – this was arguably the worst team in Power 5 football that Jed Fish inherited. You're probably going to look at four or five wins this season. And if you get four or five wins, to me, that is a massive improvement. Yes, the defense isn't very good. I totally get that. But, again, if you were to tell me – 
there's a reason that Vegas put their OU at three wins this year. And you and I both loved the over DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. But again, Jason, this is clearly a much better team. Rome was not built in a day. And I'm going to keep saying that out there. Here's here's what you need to know in a vacuum. Just and and it's you're comparing just similar teams in the conference at one point. Colorado beat Arizona 34 to nothing last year. Right. Arizona's a 17 and a half point favorite for Saturday. Right. That means that one program improved and the other one did it. Got, it got right? significantly worse. Arizona is moving in the right direction. The idea that it would only take a year is insane unless you just have no idea how Kevin Sumlin left this program. Also, I need to tell though, uh, Shelby Shear, your lovely wife, used the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, to place her first bet at the U of A game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, now she's all about it. She asked yeah. me like on every Thursday night, she goes, what's our next bet? Dude, One, that's, I'm telling bets. you, man, it's a way, it's a way of, uh, it's a way of movement. All right. Before we sign off here, though, let's, um, but uh, give me a prediction then. What are you looking for from Colorado? And one other question, Carlton, or Carlton Durrell, Carlton Durrell. <laughs> Carl Durrell obviously isn't the guy at isn't isn't the guy. I thought that was a weird hire to begin with. Everybody keeps uh why isn't Eric Bieniemy a candidate for Colorado or seemingly any job? Is there just something going on there where there's probably something we don't know? Yeah, I mean with with the prediction, I I think I picked Arizona 49 to 24. I don't I like think. it. Um with Bieniemy there's got to be something, right? Cuz NFL teams won't hire him, college teams won't hire him. There's got to be something. Maybe he's just like super bad in the interview process, or there's something we don't know. Because you'd assume with Colorado, it's a it's a very easy hire. Um, if Arizona blows out Colorado, I think Durrell gets fired on Sunday. They have a bye after Arizona. It just makes sense. I don't know who the heck they would name interim because their whole staff. Scott Frost. That'd be awesome. Scott Frost would do well at Colorado. I actually think Scott Frost, BS aside, would do a, would be a decent <laughs> hire. They can do they can do much worse than than Scott Frost. But <laughs> Rick Carl Durrell says hi. Bring back Rick Neuheisel. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, to answer your question, Fernando, yes, I did do a crossover with DNVR, and that will be up later today as well. All right, so you're going forty nine twenty four this year. Yeah, something like that. All right. Now, before we sign off, where can they find you? What's going on? Where can they find me annoying people on your uh, place of work? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com uh, on Twitter at Jason Shear. Obviously, we got a, a very busy 48 hours in a good way coming up with red and blue and football and all that. You know, you're going to get to see a lot of me because I'm going to get to sit next to you Friday at red and blue. And I'm going to get to sit next to you Saturday during the game. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of backing the A and a lot of backing the J. A lot of backing the A, backing the J. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> All right, Sheer. Everybody out there again, awesome stuff from everybody out there. Close to 100 comments. Guys, you're the best. Sheer, uh, you'll probably be hearing from me in, I don't know, less than 20 minutes. I would assume. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. He's Jason Sheer. I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Oh.